There's there's something I gotta confess to you all. Okay. I think and this is this is problematic of me, and I understand it. Okay. Oh, no, mm -hmm. no about to get canceled. Twenty twenty three. You know, I I I gotta say what's true to me. Okay. Sure. And I think that a bear doing cocaine is really funny. I think I'm, you're I'm gonna, setting a I'm, terrible example for the children. That's animal abuse. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the children apologize. also do cocaine. In oh, the, the children also do cocaine. <laughs> the children in That's this movie do abuse. also do cocaine. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. Spoilers, I think it was funny. Spoilers for Cocaine Bear. We're going to gather this cocaine. Yeah, spoilers for uh, Cocaine Bear. It's not just the bear does the cocaine. It's everyone in the movie just about. <laughs> A lot of people are doing cocaine. Um... Yeah, spoilers. If you if you don't want to get spoiled, then you can just skip into the we're episode. We're not reviewing proper. Cocaine Bear. I'm just saying that Cocaine we Bear was sick said, as hell. We yeah. haven't said anything that you can't get just from watching the average trailer That's for true. Cocaine Bear, or yeah. even dare I say, from hearing the title. That is <laughs> to true. To be fair, I didn't know that the kids did the cocaine. The Bears kids also do cocaine. The Bears kids also do All cocaine. All kinds of kids do cocaine. Everyone <laughs> does cocaine. Oh my god. Cocaine Bear was literally everything I expected it to be. It was just yeah. about perfect, I think. People at work were asking me about it, and I'm like, yeah, that movie is ass. 100%. I it. In a good way. Yeah. I, yeah. I was telling my coworker that I was going to go see it, and he was like, um... He was like, oh, that movie looked like derogatory. Oh, that movie looks so stupid. And I looked at him and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it knows exactly like, how stupid honest. it is. <laughs> We're going out to watch Cocaine Bear. I didn't think it was going to be high art. Yeah, not expecting not. Citizen Kane Bear like that. <laughs> no. Cocaine <laughs> Bear directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, right. Now that I'd watch the shit out of. <laughs> it's high honest, art. Speaking. Speaking of, though, um, fucking Ray Liotta's last performance, one of, like, Scorsese's hitters. Yeah. And he's just, he plays, like, a mob boss in this movie that's just his, he just traffics cocaine. Yeah, it's like... And he's trying to recover it. Otherwise, he's like, my whole family's gonna get hit if I don't recover this cocaine. Someone's gotta do something here. Yeah, I, I feel like in terms of, like, actors doing final performances, this is, like, on par with Raul Julia in the Street Fighter movie as his final role. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, the, the, the movie's shit, but, like, what are you gonna do about it? Right. Well, and he does... I liked the performances in this movie a lot. I yeah. thought they were really fun. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone did exactly what they needed to do. having a good time. Yeah. I don't know the actual actor who played this character, but if this movie was done, and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about when I say this, hmm. if this movie was made 20 years ago, he would have been played by Ice Cube. Oh, 100%, yes. Was mm -hmm. it right? Ice Cube's son? Oh, is that who that was? I don't know. I don't think is I he don't... in this movie. So I haven't seen the movie, but Ice Cube's son is in fact in it. Okay, yeah. yeah. That well, I'm pretty sure he looks like Ice Cube. <laughs> in that case. I'm sitting here like, damn, he looks a lot like Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of character he would have played, too. Like, oh man, this is really no. reminding well, anyway. me of like Ice Cube's character in Anaconda. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, because the funny thing is, I think that this conversation has happened in a more popular like podcast or like comedy stand-up. We're not the first people to make this mistake. I have, I have I heard think, this bit before. Uh -oh. I think you're all the first ones to make this mistake actually this we, is a historic I'm moment pretty sure we came up with it independently regardless of whether other people have said it, this so. is a this is a casual obsession first bit you get the exclusives yeah. true. anyways this welcome back the to the casual
actual obsession plagiarism podcast. The plagiarism <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he does look podcasts. just like his dad, though. He does. <laughs> he sounds like him, too. Looks like, like he's got him. the voice. Sa- yeah, I was about to say, talks That's like him. That's the biggest thing to me. The family genes are strong. Absolutely. <laughs> and the, he's the one of my genes. favorite characters. <laughs> His arc is Jeans. his arc is more understated than the other characters are. You're not you're not talking about a character arc in Cocaine Bear, are you? Oh, absolutely, we're talking about that exists. There's one character arc. There's it's the arc where the bear goes from not doing cocaine to doing cocaine. I made a big mistake sitting next to Jeff in the theater. You make this mistake every time we see a movie together. Every time. Cocaine. One of us would lean over to the other and be like, "This is the moment she truly became cocaine bear." Oh, cocaine bear. <laughs> Feminist movie. We had a female lead. Yeah, a female lead. Cool. Female director. Female director as well. Yeah, it's a. It is a feminist movie. Cocaine Absolutely, bear. Absolutely. Yeah. Cocaine bear. Uh, anyway, in in conclusion, um, good movie for what it is. For what it is, ten out of ten. Yeah. If you hear uh, the title you... "Cocaine Bear" and you're not immediately repulsed by it, you should see it. Yeah, pretty much. Twitter Brandon hated it. T- Twitter Brandon, th- you know um, what? baffles me because I'm, I really thought this would be for him. I he really ambulance. thought this would be a movie that Twitter Brandon would enjoy. I What's know. his problem? I don't My friend Sam him. also hated it. Well, your friend Sam is valid. I don't know any I of your friend Sam's opinion. other opinions, so I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's not like... It's not perfect. Yeah, like we said, it, it is still cocaine bear for as fun as it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I liked I liked it for what it was. I think that yeah. it hit. So oh, is, this, is this the part where we oh. roll the new theme music? That's because what I was going to say. I'm excited oh, about that. Oh, yeah, you, you had an intro for that. Yeah, it's the part where I say, now we roll the new theme music. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> It the was, cool wasn't theme it? music <laughs> here on Casual Obsession, which welcome to Casual Obsession, the horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies. We are doing My voice that. is all over the place. I'm so sorry. I've had a long day of talking, so I'm a little ragged. Sorry about that. To I'm not I, says the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> no one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Welcome back to Casual Obsession. I'm Nina. Don't look at me. I already said I'm Noah. Move oh, on. Oh, yeah. He's, wow. he, he's, the, he's Noah, the guy. He's fucking up this entire intro. I'm Jeff, anyways. <laughs> and I'm Emma. And today we're talking about Train Cocaine to Busan. Ba- oh. Uh, no, we Cocaine already did that. Cocaine to Busan. <laughs> Cocaine train. <laughs> That's... Midnight Cocaine Train to Busan. I'm pretty sure Cocaine <laughs> Train is already a movie, isn't it? Two. It's gotta be, right? If it's not, um, trademark, that's our idea. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. If you're hearing this, no, you're not. Uh, and if you see our movie come out, yes, you do. Um, <laughs> that's all I got on that. Uh, we're talking about Train to Busan today. It's a zombie movie um, from 2016. It's a K-horror, uh, which we love here. We haven't done one in a while, so I'm... I think The Wailing was the last... No? No. Ganjam. It was, was Ganjam, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe this is... Movie. Is this our first zombie movie on the podcast? It is. it is. As we roll into the beginning of March of the Zombies. I'd like to mm-hmm. do a shout out to Mia. Um, this episode's for you. Oh, is it? Everyone else can watch it too. But uh, as the long term uh, pulling for the zombie movies uh, listener, 
Here we are. We yeah. we're doing it, we man. We did it. We made it. And I'm trying to get us to cover some Romero movies specifically as well. We're gonna get to it. <laughs> yes, I think this is a good starter though because I this say is so. um as it as, even though it's um like in the scale of zombie movies fairly recent. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's only nine years old. Yeah. Um. Jeez. And seven zombie movies old. have Se- seven. Yeah, seven, I was about to say, there's old. no way it's yeah. nine years old. Zombie seven, movies huh? are like one of the older genres of movie out mm-hmm. there in in a way. Well, not in a way, just literally. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is fair, more recent, and I think it's also just a really solid marker of where we are with it as a genre, as well as a really good um, indicator of what the genre can hold as a whole. Absolutely. Um. So I'm excited to talk about it. Um, as for our spoiler-free little summary here, um, this movie follows um, a few different characters as they board a train to Busan and <gasps> zombies no happen. That's that's the spoiler-free summary. More or less, and that is yeah. pretty much it. This is the quickest summary of a movie we've ever had. <laughs> I, don't, it's, it's... I don't know that it was. I no, think we've I, had... the Killer Clowns from Outer Space synopsis was very quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you said the title yeah. it's kind of like cocaine bear it's an awful lot like cocaine bear or wolf cop an awful lot like it um so noah what were the uh critical reception well on imdb we got ourselves a 7.6 rotten tomatoes is a 94 metacritic mm. is a 73 and letterboxd is four out of five yeah mm, okay. this is the highest letterboxd we've seen in a while it I is believe. this is the highest overall rating we've seen in a while honestly yeah, I mean, Flan- I think so. even Flanagan's didn't really score this high. Uh, Flanagan has some some known haters as well. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, like, that comes if with you having a, a name. Style. That's, I was going to say he has a distinct mm. style and he has a name that people are sick mm-hmm. of hearing. So yeah, they're like, oh, they're going to get sicker of it. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I feel like shut up. Flanagan shines more in television than in movies. Majorly, personally. yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. needs mm-hmm. the room to breathe. Yeah, he also yeah. needs a movie level budget to really like kick it. And that's why his work with Netflix was like kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Here's hoping that Amazon will also shovel money at him though and let things happen. Oh yeah. I have my fingers so crossed. Um, But anyway, this movie, yeah, Yeah. we got some, we got some decent reviews. Nothing from Twitter, Brandon uh, on this one though. He hasn't talked about it. A little surprising. That's a little weird. Uh, He might have talked about it on Twitter. I didn't really, it's it's hard to search Twitter anymore That's because there's true. so many broken features. Well, yeah, because the way Elon that Musk is a fucking asshole. Twitter just like doesn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. You know, for this last week, I if I clicked on a tweet with an image in it, not on the image, but on the tweet to you know select the tweet, the image would get ten times as tall, but still just as wide as the screen. Huh. So it would like stretch <laughs> out and like be super zoomed in. Wow. On like um, a slice of the image. It hasn't been for doing that for me, but it has just been like not loading images ever at all for me. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My private will not give me notifications for likes or replies. Um, my public, um, for a while there, if I if someone liked a tweet and I wanted to like click the notification to see the tweet they liked, it would take me to their profile instead oh. every time. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks Elon. Um but yeah, this this movie um I think that the critical reception is like well deserved. Absolutely. Across yeah. the board. Um yeah. in addition to that, the the year that it came out, it was the highest grossing movie in Korea. Nice. I that makes sense. I'm not shocked by that. That there are a lot of things that I can't wait to talk about this movie just like stylistically oh, that yeah. really hit for me. Absolutely. Oh yeah. There's only one thing in this whole movie that didn't hit. 
Is it, is the, it businessman? Is no, it the CGI the sc- every time that they use it? <laughs> no, it's the score. I didn't oh, really. Okay. I didn't yeah, love yeah, the yeah, score. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I follow that. No, hundred percent. Damn, I disagree. Everything I can, I can totally get past the CG and. Um, Same. Oh sure, it's easy to uh, get past. Yeah, I can get past. I can get past the businessman because he's a feature, not a bug. Well, yeah. Um, but the score didn't hit for me at some points. Uh, well, but how? But other than that, how much would you say it detracts from your overall rating? What would you would say, say your it, score for this movie is? Would, yeah, Dana, what would your score? I would say if we started out at a ten, and then we were detracting points for just the score <laughs> and maybe like a couple other minor things, we would come down to an eight out of ten total. Okay. Yeah. Well, for me, personally, <laughs> if we start out at a ten. And then we subs- we have to subtract my burning hatred of businessman, which is an easy thirteen. <laughs> but then we add my uh, my love of Sanghua back in, which is an easy sure, thirteen. Sure. I'm sitting at a clean ten. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, nice. I there are probably ten or fifteen notes in this where I gradually get angrier and angrier at the businessman. Yeah, Ku, I think his name was. Uh, regardless, the longer the movie went on, the more explicitly I was stating what I wanted to do to this guy. Wow. I'm so excited okay. to read these notes. I what did you want to do? Catch very many character names at all. They're <laughs> Don't not ask me that. that I can't record that. I only know. Um... I checked IMDb and I wrote down the four characters oh, that are important oh, okay. yeah, yeah. to me. I just came up I... with nicknames for them in my notes. Sorry, Nina. Go ahead. I only knew the name of the actor for who we've been calling Cool Dad because oh, right. I don't know if they say his name they once. Do. His do wife they? says his name yep. once. Okay, because I know that they call each other nicknames for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I don't. I I think the kid's name is said by far the most. Yeah. Um, also, they can't agree on how it's written though. Her name is Suan. S U dash A N. Yeah. And in the subtitles, it says S O O A N. And That's in IMDb, a... it says S or in the subtitles, it says S U A N. But the... in the IMDb credit character is S O O A N. That's just a Korean it? name thing. A lot of the times you can spell oh, you can it either do... way. Oh, okay. Never mind. Where were yeah, you watching that... it? Because where I was watching it on Shutter. Shutter, the subtitles spelled it with a U. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I that's what I meant. I, I typoed. Oh, okay. In the Verbally. IMDb, cre- <laughs> shut the fuck up. In the IMDb <laughs> credits. IMDb credits. Anyway, okay, though, okay, that's you. a ten for me. Yeah. What about you? I am giving it a solid nine. Okay. I love it an awful lot. I don't think it is my absolute favorite zombie movie, but it is definitely among them, and it's definitely among the best ones that I have seen. Oh yeah, I, mm-hmm. I get that. We can talk mm-hmm. about issues with the CGI and the soundtrack and stuff later. But what about you, Emma? Um, yeah, but what about you? You know, I love seeing um, my boy from Squid Game who did the little uh, game at the beginning, um, getting work, being in more things, even though I know this came out before. This is a joke. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's he's a real cool guy. It's a real good movie. Um, when I first watched this movie, I think last year, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think watching it again... I noticed some of its flaws a bit more, sure. but I still really enjoy it, uh, and I'll give it a solid 8.3. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a and good I movie. And I will, I'll say it, until practically, until practically the end, was businessman an asshole? Yes, absolutely. But he was a rational asshole. 
I am. His that's actions the thing. made sense. Wait, wait. When we that's when we're thing, saying right? businessman, are we saying like the main character or the shitbag no, guy? Because the shitbag shit guy. guy. Okay. I un- main character is dad, uh, or you know something like He's that. He's in my notes as shit dad. Okay. Shit dad and good yeah, it's dad. Shit yeah. dad, cool dad, and uh, I think shitbag guy is all I refer to the other <laughs> uh-huh. guy as. <laughs> I have also. Um, uh gosh they say the the girl with the sports team the cheerleader's name a lot as well Jin-hee. and i don't remember her name uh, it's Jinhee, and she's played by Jin-hee. uh sohi who used to be a member of the k-pop group wonder girls oh cool oh. yeah she's i did not pretty. know that i looked that i found that while looking for the the rest of the fun facts and trivia for the movie just so everyone knows i didn't nice. just recognize her or something <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff just comically tugged at their collar. (laughs) Like they're in a cartoon. (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, with our, uh, our ratings out of the way, what content warnings do we have for this movie? It is, um, obviously a zombie movie, so be aware. Yeah, get all the Uh, typical zombie stuff. Uh, blood. The typical zombie Yeah, got some blood. blood. We got some blood. We got some- Not as much uh, gore, actually. Not a ton, considering how zombie movies get sometimes, usually, actually. There's we not some good broken limb much. action though. We do have some decent broken limb action. Obviously, an awful lot of violence. Really good like action sequences and stuff. We got some mm-hmm. child the endangerment, but the kids okay. So yeah. yeah, there's not a lot. When we say child endangerment on this one, it's not the same as like with it, no. where the children are being threatened directly. Like obviously, she is in direct danger, but there is no point that for um, I'm gonna call it a, a cheap reaction. There's no point where it focuses danger on her specifically. It's always at the group that she is a part of. Yeah. It's always yeah. just that the stuff is happening and she happens to be present for it. Yeah. I have so much. I can't wait to talk about right. this um, movie. Edge mentioned this for the Halloween episode. Not something I'd ever thought of before, but uh, the human crush. Uh, you know, uh, we're watching yeah. a literal human yeah. wave of zombies at some points. There is an not like lot World of War Z levels, but there's a lot of like piling on each other and doing stuff. So. Yeah. I was wondering why I was getting like, that's not necessarily a trigger. I would, I think it's something I enjoy more than anything. Cause sometimes you know how like there are triggers that make you viscerally uncomfortable and have anxiety attacks, but other times there are triggers that make you just uncomfortable enough that it's kind of fun. Right. That's how I feel about the human Where crush. you're just kind of being like, oh yeah, this movie is taking advantage of something really scary and they're exactly, doing well yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's how I feel about. Yeah, this movie utilizes the like zombie horde aspect of it in a really interesting way, considering that it's in such cramped spaces for most of it. But then when it's two or three shots that just yeah. Anyways, we can get to that after though. I think that's all our content warnings, isn't it? Uh, Uh, yeah, I think so. The Uh, movie opens with a deer being run over. Oh, that's true. Oh, that is. The movie also opens with a little insider stock trading. So there's that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, corrupt business trigger warning. (laughs) 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 Okay. So with that out of the way, um, are we going to do a scary rating, Emma? I think this one kind of, I'm actually interested to hear. How scary is this movie? How scary you found this? Um, I found this not scary ah damn it (laughs) (laughs) but i mean everything happens in the daylight that's true um and so i feel like that a common scary point for zombie movies is generally like at night where you can't really see everything and like zombies kind of start popping out a little bit Um, that doesn't happen so much in this um it's more just kind of the ever-present 
presence of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got some creepy makeup and they do say one thing for Korean zombie actors. They they've got the creepy movements down I um, really do. in a way that American zombie movies do not have. I actually know the specific references that they were drawing from when they decided how these zombies should move. I love that. I'm excited to hear about it. I'm excited to hear about it. But that's creepy, but I wouldn't say it's like scary. Sure. In regards to the... No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead, Jeff. Okay. In regards to the daylight thing, that's actually a surprisingly common thing in the zombie genre. Of all horror genres, I think the zombie movies that I have seen are the ones that take place the most in the daylight, typically. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of them still have like at least one nighttime scene. Oh, sure. Yeah. Whereas this one all just takes place over the course of a single day. So you don't get a chance for that. Mm-hmm. Which is my favorite thing about it, because I said this a little bit. We were talking. I remember I think I might have brought it up on the podcast talking about The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. favorite part of any zombie like media is the outbreak. Yes. I- love watching society collapse um and this movie <laughs> this one plays entirely it so good in the beginning through the whole thing i love the slow creep i love um the constant realization that each new safe place is not safe i mm. love like um trying to contact people from the outside since we're in such like a, a tight-knit like kind of group yeah um I love a lot of a lot of this movie. I think I think uh, the setting really plays into it. But uh, in order to talk more in depth about that, we got to get through the plot. So right, let me talk about that. Let's do it. So this movie follows a few core characters um, that uh, all have their own different kind of main attributes, um, and it the main character is um, this father and his daughter, uh, Suan, and he is taking her to see his ex-wife in Busan because he's kind of been a shit-neglectful dad. He didn't go to her recital or she was going to sing, and he bought her a Wii even though she already had one. (laughs) He's hitting all the, like... Earlier that year. He's hitting all the, like, cliche shitty dad stuff. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So she just wants to go see her mom, um and so finally he's like okay i'll ride the train with you to go to busan and see your mom they get on the train but as they're kind of heading towards the train station you get some some early hints the movie opened with a deer rising from the dead which is interesting because that's the only animal that we see do that i think in the whole movie yeah yeah um quick side note if it's allowed yeah yeah more zombie movies should have animals kind of affected by the zombie virus yeah why is it only resident evil i love seeing that stuff um but yeah so we got that hint early on and then as they're heading towards the train station we see that there's some fires and some panic already starting this is some of my favorite part in the movie because as they're boarding the train um things are starting to devolve and people just haven't even noticed it yet there's people who are starting to turn and no one really knows why or what's going on they have no way to identify it yet so as the train is pulling away from the station someone jumps on at the last minute um and she's super infected so that's cool um she has been bitten and there are these kind of black kind of tendrils starting to crawl up her leg already um, and she kind of dips 
into a washroom. Um, meanwhile, everyone else on the train is kind of settling in. We're getting to see our other main characters. We have a sports team in one of the cars. Um, it's mostly dudes, but there is one girl cheerleader, Jin Hee. Um, or Jin Yi, was, which was it? I'm sorry. Uh, Jin Hee. Jin Hee, yeah. Um, and she's got a crush on one of the dudes. Good for her. He does not seem to be like... He seems to be playing it coy on that one. Good for him. Um, we also see there are two elderly women who are sisters. Uh, we have a businessman who's from the start kind of a dick. Um, we And then as uh, Suan, the kid, goes to the bathroom early on, we meet the best character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cool dad and his wife who is in um, in the bathroom. She's super pregnant. Um, so now that we've got our cast of characters, we also meet like a couple of the people who work on the train are kind of conferring. They say that someone weird is in the washroom. And I love how they do this because they, the subtitles, at least in English, keep saying there's this guy in the bathroom and you're like, oh, I thought it was a girl. They're not talking about the like very visually infected person. They're talking about just an uh, uninfected homeless man who yeah. has come onto the train. That's who they're worried about getting off. And this is the start of like a really interesting like commentary on like class and stuff that runs throughout the whole movie. Um, but yeah, so the train gets moving. They, they tell the homeless man that he's got to get up off on the next stop, but the train starts moving and things start happening. <laughs> um, almost immediately the infected woman starts to have what looks like a seizure attack, but we know that it's her turning. Um, one of the stewardesses on the train tries to tend to her and ends up getting attacked and bitten, which immediately things go to hell so quickly. Um, there's some parts later on in this movie where people are talking about how do we know you're not infected? And it's like, well, I don't know, man. It takes about 30 seconds. It happens real fast and it seems like it's very easy to spot. <laughs> exactly. So the kind of paranoia aspect that's in some, like it's in The Last of Us and it's in The Walking Dead, that kind of aspect is not quite as strong here because the turn is so visible and happens so fast. Um, but since it happens so fast, the train is pretty quickly overrun by zombies and the groups kind of get separated into different cars. Um, they realize pretty quickly that the zombies are kind of operating by sight um, so they block off the glass doors to the cars and seem to be able to be safe for a bit. The conductor is like, yo, we're going to try and stop um, at this specific stop. It seems like we'll be okay there. Um, our main character, the father, calls up um, one of his um, contacts because he's a like funds manager or something, some hoity-toity businessman. Um, and he calls up one of his contacts in the city that they're going to stop at. And his, the contact is like, oh, you're going to have to quarantine when you get here, but I can get you guys in through a different way. And the dad's like, cool, great. We'll head to the east square instead of the main square. They stop at this, uh, at this stop and they get off and the main group starts heading toward the main square. 
But Suan and her dad kind of part off towards the East Square and the homeless man notices that's where they're headed. And he's like, I'm coming with you guys. Um, and then in one of my favorite scenes in the movie, as the main group is heading down the escalator, you see this this group of men in uniform standing at the bottom. And you as the audience pretty quickly realize what the fuck is up. But the moment that they clear the overhang of the escalator and can, and the group can see them, this, they're all infected and they turn and like rush the people on the escalators um at the same time um off towards the east square suan and her dad and the homeless man find um uh a soldier as well who is on the border of being completely infected and he's stumbling along they realize in time to turn around and run um and try and make it back to the train uh, some groups make it on again in different cars. Um, a lot of people are separated. The pregnant wife and Suan um, managed to make it out together onto one of the cars. Um, the businessman and some of the uh, other people make it onto one of the others. And then uh, Jin Hee's crush, whose name I cannot remember, uh, and Cool Dad and Shit Dad. Uh, he's in my notes as Baseball Boy. If that helps. baseball Me boy, <laughs> baseball boy, they all make it onto one car together as well. So we have three separate groups at this point. Jin Hee is with businessman and one of the elderly sisters um, in one car, uh, which seems to be the most safe. Meanwhile, Suan, the other elderly sister and cool dad's pregnant wife are stuck in a washroom because they managed to hop onto a connector between two cars full of the infected. Um, so they have to kind of camp out for the time being. I believe the homeless guy's um, in there as well, isn't he? Oh, in the with in the washroom cool, with, with them. With Cool Dad, yeah. No, no, he's oh, not really? with Cool no, Dad. He's with. It's uh, just the three boys oh, because right, we yeah. get that bomb ass shot of them walking out with their like gear yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the boys realize that there's only a few cars between them and Suan, and you know, basically just their loved ones, and they're like, we are going to try and do something crazy. <laughs> We're going to try and make it through four cars of the infected to get to our people. Um, they gear up with like athletic tape around their arms. Um, they grabbed a riot shield from some of the um, troops at the last stop. Um, baseball boy has a baseball bat. Um, and they basically muscle their way through these four cars. They realize at some point that when the zombies cannot see, they operate by sound, and so they're able to use sound to confuse and distract the zombies going through tunnels, which works really well. Um, and shockingly, none of them get infected by the time they get to the washroom. Um, having collected all their people, they continue crawling through like overhead storage space and using the tunnels to get to the last car where everyone else is kind of hiding. Um, when they get there, they're like, hey, let us in. But businessman, the fucking shithead. Um, and again, there are moments where it's like, okay, I kind of understand your actions as someone who has your own self-preservation in mind. But this movie's message is very anti-self-preservation. Um, so he wants to keep them out. And I would say not anti-self-preservation, anti-selfishness. So, yeah. 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 Because it definitely wants you to like survive. It just wants you to also help other people. Yes. Yeah. It wants you to keep other people's on. well-being in mind is a really, yeah, that's everyone, everyone should not just look out for themselves, but for those who um, are in their care. Yeah. 
um, which I think is very intentional throughout the entire movie. Um, but yeah, so the infected are following them and they aren't able to completely clear the door to the car before the one where all of the people are hiding safe. Um, and Cool Dad is unfortunately left holding the door shut as this zombie horde tries to claw their way through. And he does get bitten in the process, which is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the group is at the other end of the car trying to get into the safe car and being told absolutely the fuck not. Um, they eventually manage to break their way in, but not before Cool Dad fucking perishes. Yeah. Um, he's able to hold them off just long enough that everyone's pretty much able to get in safe and slide the door shut behind them, except for the one elderly sister who does also get bitten at the last minute, also kind of managing to hold back the horde a little bit. Um, immediately upon reaching safety... Um, Suan's dad fucking decks the shithead businessman, um, which leads in the most condemnable act this man has in the, and does in the movie. Everything else I can understand is self-preservation. Um, he says that he believes that um, they are infected and he's doing this entirely because he got decked and he's mad about it. Um, he's like, these guys are infected. He, what he doesn't know is that he has just um, saved our our main group of protagonists' lives because they get shunted off to um, a smaller car near the front of the train um, where they kind of are closed off from the rest of the group. And as soon as they're closed off, the elderly sister who is, who is still left alive um, and has kind of been shown like mentally deteriorating without her sister. She's not doing well. She's depressed. She's scared. Uh, and she's just seen her sister die and get infected. She um, lets the zombies in and uh, we're treated to a really fun little um, blurred out sequence of that entire car getting decimated. Uh, they continue to head to Busan and eventually pull off at this um, kind of like switch station for a bunch of different trains. Uh, and we find out that biz shit businessman has indeed ducked into a washroom to survive with one of the stewards on the train. Um, he chucks the steward out into the zombies and uses them as a human shield to get out of the train and run. And um, the conductor, our heroes, and shithead businessman all kind of run to find a new train to get to Busan. And during this, um, we lose the homeless man as he um, helps Suan and the pregnant lady uh, get out from underneath a collapsed train car, but um, dies in the process. Um, we lose the conductor as even though he managed to get one train uh, like engine moving out of the station, he ends up getting um, pulled off that and dying as he tries to help shithead businessman onto the train. Um, shithead businessman makes it onto this train engine and our heroes catch up with him. But when they arrive to the cabin of this train engine, they see that shithead businessman is infected. Um, he, it seems like um, core memories kind of come back to you as the infection takes hold, which we'll see later um, as well. And in his state of confusion, he seems to have regressed to childhood and is, is reciting his, um, his address and asking the main characters to help get him home. And the main characters are like, bro, you're infected. And he's like, what? 
Um, Literally Wiley e. Coyote running off of a cliff. Yeah. As soon as he's told he's infected, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he turns. Yeah. Um, there's an extended fight scene between uh, Shithead Businessman and our main dad, and which does end with Shithead Businessman's um, final fucking death. Uh, they also have to kick a horde of zombies off the back of the train, which is a really fun sequence. Fantastic set um, of shots with that that group of zombies dragging behind the train. I fucking love that. Part. I loved that. Um, but during the fight with Shithead Businessman, our boy gets bit, um, and he locks the pregnant woman and Suan in the in the train cabin, and goes to the back of the train. Has a flashback of Suan's baby birth, and she's so cute and tiny and he like is all sad and smiling at the memories and then he um steps off the back of the train um as he turns uh and the train manages to make it to the barricaded kind of gates to this tunnel at busan and um our remaining two survivors get off the train um, and make their way through the tunnel two soldiers see them but can't verify with the shadows whoops sorry can't verify with the shadows that um Nina just poured a bunch of water I, on me. I did I didn't mean to. Um with the shadows, they can't verify whether or not Suan and her uh escort are um infected or not. And they are even about to shoot them for safety's sake, which is sad, but I totally understand, until they hear um Suan singing the song that she had practiced for her dad, and they're like, Well, that's definitely not zombie noises. Uh, and they go out to bring the two into the safety of the city. Uh, and that's where it ends. And it's yeah. so sad. It really gets sad at the end there and in the middle and some parts early on. Um, oh, we did lose um, Baseball Boy and Jinhee earlier as well in yeah, the race um, to get to the Businessman throws them uh, behind him to get eaten in his stead as well. He does this to like four people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Train to Busan. That's Train to Busan. That's Train to Busan. <laughs> All right. That truly was. Thanks for listening today, everyone. To uh, this Busan. has been Casual Obsession. <laughs> so, uh, Gosh, what a good movie. So before that synopsis, I mentioned knowing what they were using as visual references for how these zombies ought to move. Yeah. Okay, oh, before so I get into this, I think it um, relevant to mention the director, whose name is uh, Yon Sang-ho, Prior to this movie, had only ever done animated stuff. This is his first live action production. Oh wow! Wow, you would not know it. So I, I think would a that bit, maybe. I think that figures into an awful lot of the way that this movie gets executed because the inspirations for the way that the zombies move are the zombies in the video game Seven Ways to Die, the nurses in Silent Hill, and something from the anime Ghost in the Shell. Mm -hmm. okay so okay. i definitely see the nurses in silent hill absolutely yeah, yeah it's pretty clear i haven't that's played not, seven ways to die impossible. and i haven't watched ghost in the shell so the the thing that they used from ghost in the shell was the dolls i don't know what that's in reference to i Got will it. have to keep an eye out when i eventually watch ghost in the shell yeah there's a lot of really really great visual scenes of the zombies kind of piling over each other i loved early on in the train when we just see this like tunneling wave of zombies coming towards the camera that was really cool yeah. and then i talked about the scene where the horde of um 
uh, soldiers turn when they see, ooh, the chills. That was it's like, so there were good. a couple moments where I'm like, this is like actually kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the any scenes of them falling out of the train cars at the end, or like, oh my god, Holy when they busted shit, through yeah. the glass. Okay, yeah, on so the that sky bridge. that and also and they started falling on top in of the it. in the scene where uh, what Suan and the pregnant lady and the homeless guy are under that like tipped over train car. Mm-hmm. And they're just looking in through the windows at the all the zombies that are just lying on them, trying yes. to like break through. Like, holy shit, that's an insane set of shots, isn't it? That's so oh. good. I love how many shots there are of just zombies pressed against glass yeah. from various angles. There is so mm-hmm. much of that. I love how they spill out almost like a like a wave of like city rats. Like yeah. it's like the rats in Ratatouille, but they just zombies. Dump out of the things that they're in. It's insane. It's so good. It's so good. I love I the like, way they move. I like how they remove at least I think that's how they did it, mm. but how they removed frames from the zombies movement yes. to make it look more disjointed. Yeah, make them look just a little bit more like herky jerky kinda. It's really cool. Whenever yeah, they had the camera well. in a stationary spot and the zombies were running past it and they moved so fucking fast. So I fast. love a fast zombie movie. Yeah. There have been so many discussions about like if you were in a zombie apocalypse, which kind of zombies would you prefer? And I think the universal kind of agreement is the Walking Dead zombies. Yeah, slow, they're, stupid they're zombies slow, that don't know what stupid. they're doing. The big problem with the Walking Dead zombies is that you're already infected and everyone who dies can become one. Yeah, um, which is Spoilers cool. for season th- two. Or the first game. I, I thought that was something <laughs> that, that everyone like seasons it. I thought that was something that everyone knew from the beginning of that show. I've only seen like three no. episodes of it, but no, I, I realize, thought that was a really a well reveal. established mechanic from the beginning. <laughs> no, it's a big reveal when they realize, wait a minute, but they died of old age, type of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um. Having seen a lot of that, like this is this is like my uh, bottom of the list. Please, not these. I, I 100%. would rather. Uh, holy shit! Right? We don't see any of these like actually die either. Like we see we... the boys beat their way through through them, but I don't oh, think the, they stay down. Yeah, I don't think we ever see them get like meaningfully damaged. Even they just kind of get. Mm-hmm pushed around a little bit and that's sort of it yeah also though and this is this is kind of one of one of my issues with this movie these zombies don't really seem to eat people no they they bite bite them them. turn them and then they just kind of like move on and i don't really Mm -hmm. understand but that's actually a problem what their motivation that's a problem i've usually had with other zombie media is like if zombies if you shoot a zombie in the head to kill it but zombies are after brains then ooh actually how- so so most zombie movies zombies are not focused on brains right but the movie that that originates mm-hmm. from is return of the living dead actually okay which is a silly goofy movie for the most part <laughs> i i kind of love it i've been like avoiding suggesting it for the podcast because it's not like you know great or anything but like right right it is i think actually kind of a solid zombie movie but they do a lot of really uncommon stuff with their zombies in that one the zombies there are actually smart as well they can like talk and plan it's kind of odd yeah 
But yeah. Is that the one with the tar zombie? That is the one with the tar man in it. Yeah, it's Tom Savini yeah. effects, I believe. And it is, yeah. Yeah, the the sh- the effects in that movie look really good for the most part. I I really like it, but Anyway, and this one it feels like it's more of the the goal is to spread infection rather than to satiate any hunger. Yeah. Which is something that they talk about with um like something that is focused on and explained in depth in like The Last of Us is that the goal of the the zombies in The Last of Us is to find new hosts for this um right because it's for this it's like a fungus right parasite. yeah because it's based on yeah. the um cordyceps fungus the cordyceps yeah. yeah so i think they don't get too in depth about what's causing the infection here it's some like chemical leak or something yeah, they never really specify but it which i think is probably best i like it i like how contained this is i am a, yeah. a very vocal um kind of supporter of contained and succinct stories that don't get too crazy on their world building while Mm. like you can basically infer what you need to infer and i think this movie does that perfectly i think we pretty much get only what we need to get it's for the story to make sense there's a leak and now there's zombies zombies. that's what matters there was a leak there's zombies yeah (laughs) we all know how this works so it's possible that because we don't get the explanation, there are certain things that might be considered a quote unquote plot holes that I think are just like, you know, maybe the zombies goal isn't to eat people. Maybe it's just to spread as much as possible. Yeah, which is um, easy enough to follow, certainly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got some more trivia here. If we want to dive into trivia. that a little bit further. I love trivia. All right. So um, give me a sec. Hold on. Hold on. OK, we're good. Go. All right. So the actor who plays the cool dad, what did you say his name was? Uh, he goes by Don Lee or okay. Ma Dong Seok. Okay, so both either. He and the actor who plays the main character, Shit Dad, uh, his name is Gong Yu. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The two of them kind of like bounce off of each other very naturally in this movie, even though their characters like hate each other. The reason for mm-hmm. this is that they knew each other in real life from before this. Um, Don Lee was Gong Yu's personal trainer for a while. Oh apparently. my gosh! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute yeah ah. he looks like a personal trainer he does also um oh like my gosh he is so right man's hot. built like a brick shithouse he's caked up as well anyways so <laughs> <laughs> um i was talking about um how certain things in this movie were done how uh, uh some of the uh, like the effects and stuff the way they picked how the zombies were gonna move and stuff okay so the the zombie makeup the like you know the dark veins and stuff they drew that actually onto all their actors with an airbrush Ooh. Um, nice. But this is, okay, so this is something really cool and that I think the um, having worked on animation projects thing probably figures into a little bit. So mm-hmm. throughout the movie, everything that takes place on the train, you're always watching things go by out the windows, right? Wrong. There's mm-hmm. LED screens outside that window. They're just projecting shit on it. And they're always focused on the characters and the windows are like, you know, if it's not in clear focus, it's sunlight out there. It's supposed to be bright. So you don't think about it. But that's just an LED screen that's outside the window. That's how they did all that. Love that's that. so cool. That's fucking cool, isn't it? I thought There's, that was so when, neat. When you said that he had a background in animation, I immediately picked up on a couple things. Again, it the shows the in the style, move. right? 
the way the camera stays sometimes because mm. camera movement in animation is hard. So to just have the camera stay yep. the way that some shots are framed, like that shot that I was talking about in the chat with the washroom where you see yeah. all three characters, um, the way that that's kind of staged makes sense. Yeah. And then my favorite thing, which is the design of the zombies feels like the design that I would go with because of like the things that I like in character design and animation, mm, the yeah. way that the eyes are kind of whited out and the contacts are very simple. They're just a pale blue. There's a lot of things that you have to simplify to work in animation that you don't have to simplify when you do them in live Not action, but they look really good from far away and they look really good in just like a simple identifiable way. Yeah, And I think that that's something that, absolutely stands out with these zombie designs is the black veins, the pale, like simple pale blue contacts. Speaking of, I think those uh, contacts so are like good. my favorite white contacts that I've seen in a movie probably. Oh, They are yeah. the best We know ones. that I love a weird eye. Oh, of course, right. These are up there. These are fantastic. Um, okay, so we mentioned that deer that gets hit by the truck at the first of the movie and the way we get that mm -hmm. really cool shot of it like standing back up in a really weird way. And then that was so weird. Okay, so they made all the shots of that deer using a combination of CGI and videos of actual water deer. That Which makes is sense. why it looks so fucking good. It's clearly like computer generated, but I think that I think, plays into I think when we get kind like, of the, the uncanny valleyness of it. Right, yeah. I, I think though when we get that like close up on its face, mm -hmm. I think they did that just by taking a close up video of an actual deer and then just like altering it a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I was talking about the scene of it, it like, actively standing up. Right, right, yeah. Obviously that they, didn't, felt they didn't have a real deer doing that. Yeah. Right. But which was I liked it that. Works the I way liked that it the is, <sighs> It's gosh. it's so good. Um okay, what else was there? There was something else. Oh, okay. So they name drop a couple of specific train stations in this movie, um, mm -hmm. specifically Daejeon and Shonan. Those two train stations, they actually did shoot at. When you see those two oh, train stations, those are those real train stations. Also, uh, one in East Daegu, which I don't know where any of these places are in Korea. I'm assuming they are somewhere between Seoul and Busan. Not that I know where those places are either, but... They're on the train tracks. Oh, right. All I got to do is follow the train tracks <laughs> when I get there. All right, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you see that, that's those are those actual places, which I think is very neat anytime that that happens, personally. Nice. One of the things that I really liked about this, and I'm glad to know that they shot in so many big, open, like, actual real stations. Right, yeah. Because that's it's really what I was hoping. Because my favorite part... Of any zombie movie, really, but especially with how they do it in this, is how many different scenes are big, open shots where either it's empty, like the train stations, right. where it's just like, hey, this is empty, and that's kind of fucked up and weird. Yeah, or it's like or, everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, wonder what's going on in the city. Anyway, zoom. Yeah. You know? I love stuff like that. I love I love stuff like that. Yeah. Like the primary development of the initial outbreak happening where I don't see I hate watching the step by step initial outbreak. Yeah, I hate watching patient zero. It's yeah. like patient I, zero is I, not I, you gotta do I'm that okay shit with really knowing well the patient zero for our specific scenario. And I think it's like when we're talking about the yeah. themes of class and stuff, it is an important plot point in this case. Mm -hmm. But um 
Seeing the actual patient zero. Boring. Boring. Not Usually, not a fan. Yeah. Seeing, seeing oh, there's a bunch of strikes happening. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I love how yes. the news yes. coverage yes. about seeing it. Something is wrong, TM is my favorite yeah. kind of zombie I love how we, we get yeah. that scene where we see like everyone looking at their phones and we get the shots of like what the news coverage of this event looks like. And it's all just talking mm -hmm. about how, oh, there's these violent riots. We think somebody's trying to, like, take over government buildings and stuff. If everyone just, like, you know, stays put where you are, we believe there's no danger to your safety. And it's over these shots of just burning cities. I fucking love yes. that. <laughs> I loved when, um, I'm not sure if I read the subtitles correct, but it looked like someone went into their texts or onto Twitter and, like, the word zombie was just trending on Twitter yeah. or something. Yeah, it just yeah. Yeah. said hot term yeah. zombie. Oh, that was yeah. so good. I love good. that as a touch. This movie uses cell phones in a really cool way, I think. It really does. Mm -hmm. And just communication in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But speaking of kind of, like, how the zombie plague was introduced to us in this movie of course you've got the deer at the beginning but like our first glimpses of it and how they did it are really cool yes. in that there's kind of the girl that snuck onto the train and you see her start getting sick but then as the train starts taking off you see the daughter like look out the window briefly and there's this person running along the train yeah and then just right before the train kind of like really starts going and loses this person, you see them get tackled by somebody. Yeah. yeah. And the little girl's like, wait, like, what hey, the fuck just happened? Here? Yeah, that um, and like in the like the backgrounds of all the shots in the train station, there's a couple of spots where like attention isn't even always drawn to it, but you just see a crowd gathered around like something weird yes. happening. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. No, it's a super good time. I love the way that the sets are built, this is another thing that like I think is neglected a lot and might be due to kind of, again, when you're working in animation, all of those details are, there's no way to overlook them because you kind of have to draw them all. So when you're doing it in, in real life, um, I wonder if that plays into it because there's a lot of the sets when it comes to walking through different train state train cars where you see like bloody handprints and just the aftermath of the infected having been in there. Mm -hmm. um, nothing, there is nothing like there's very few continuity errors. If any, when it comes to like, we go through a train station and they slow down to stop, but then a bunch of people kind of run up and start like slapping on the windows to let them in. And then they get picked off by fucking zombies. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of bloody handprints on the outside of the train windows, as well as on the inside. I love that shit. There's just so many so little details that are done so well in this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's cool stuff. It is. It is so good. Can I talk about a thing that bothered yes. me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so throughout the movie, when we see people turn into zombies, it's like they may be able to hold it together for a little bit. Right. But then the zombie taking over part happens very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the movie with the bad businessman and then... Yeah. bad dad main character like having like the big zombie kind of makeup on and them trying to do this dramatic like thing it just felt really awkward oh it especially me so much with with the dad so the dad gets bit and he like gets his daughter and the pregnant woman into like the engine room or whatever it's called and then is kind of sitting on the back of the train um 
And you see he's just like covered in the zombie makeup and everything. And he's reminiscing about like his daughter. And he's just like got this big goofy smile on his face. And it just feels so awkward to me. Uh, And then like he jumps off the train. That Um, bothered me too. And I'm just like, I feel like you could have done that way better. And if he was like reminiscing and stuff as he was like walking to the back of the train. Yeah. And like each time it cuts back to him, like you see maybe like a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then he gets to the back and like starts turning and kind of falls off. I feel like that would have been way better than Mm -hmm. like the the edit we got. I completely agree there. Yeah. And I think Um, that that plays into my problems with the soundtrack as well, which mm. is that for the most part, the soundtrack, like I'm, I'm going to say it, I might be wrong sure. to me. It didn't feel like anything special. It felt really like just generic action movie kind of s- soundtrack. Um, and then it kept trying to have these big, sad emotional beats when the piano and- comes in. Yeah. And then the piano <laughs> comes in. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, it's, the problem. I, I think the, it's the so, best description. It's so melodramatic. I think, yeah, melodramatic is a good word for it. I would have called it predictable, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like every beat exactly in the soundtrack you. is like, well, yeah, of course this is what's playing right now, though. Yeah, when there's like a care, I hated, it does the thing that I hate, especially when early on it didn't do this, when there was like things going wrong in the background and we were just kind of trusted as the audience mm-hmm. to see it. Because that was part of like the suspense of yeah. it, and then later on in the movie, if there's an infected person behind one of our heroes, you get the dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, come on, man! I saw, I can see him. I, I he's right there. Um, but yeah, there's it, there's a lot of just like it's a really typical kind of predictable soundtrack for the genre yeah. that it is, which is kind of kind of a bummer because everything else is so good. Um, to just have the soundtrack be kind of the normal when people are running and then like big sad piano on beats that probably would have been just as sad with way less maybe even sadder yeah it kind of feels like the the more emotional moments would hit a little bit more if we didn't have that piano coming in every single time and that's not just my general every time that's the problem it's a problem in the movie i think Yeah, that's like the big thing that held it back for me was especially because the whole movie is so good. Right. But then especially at the end, there's like three sad moments where the piano is just The piano is really, really going. Yeah. Yeah. See, the the thing I really liked about the soundtrack is how percussive it was. Yeah. But like not like instrument percussive. Yeah. Like noises. Yeah. It's like Like weird noises. Yeah. Like in specifically in the scene where Cool Dad is running beside the train and he like goes off to like grab that riot shield and stuff and then he we get this brief sequence of him just like beating the shit out of a bunch of zombies next to the moving train the the music that's playing there is like fantastic for the moment because it's exactly what you just described it's just noise percussion it's fantastic it's perfect also when the uh, zombies are dragging behind the train yeah that's such a good there's a lot of good music in that part too but yeah i'll i will i will see the point that the piano was a little cheesy it's a bit mm-hmm. it's a bit much mm-hmm. yeah it, it shows was his, cheesy uh, and i'm lactose intolerant <laughs> i don't think <laughs> um 
Yeah, that's the main stuff that I didn't like. Did anyone else have things that they that they wanted to criticize on this movie? Um, I mean, like I've got some slight issues with the CGI and the way that it looks during a lot of like the glass breaking moments and stuff. But I'm more than willing yeah. to overlook that because of how good like the rest of the effects are. And like it's 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 a more story focused movie. As like zombie action horror movies go, this is very very story and character driven more so. And the, yeah, that's actually something that I really liked a lot about this. And what I wanted to talk about this versus a lot of uh, American zombie movies. Right, yeah. No guns. Because, well, firstly, no guns. There's like one gun in change. this whole movie. And it doesn't get fired. Right? So I've, like, I've got like, I don't know, I'm trying to catch my breath. I went and hit my inhaler earlier. And it's just like, it's not coming back. Damn. Mm. No, it's not water. I just need to breathe. Um. That's that band, that Christian band. <laughs> That's what I thought, and I wasn't going to mention yeah. anything. <laughs> anyway. And scene. That was if Noah actually made a need for to breathe reference. Wow, what a great scene. <laughs> you know what we should do is we should have like some feelsy piano playing over that for the moment, you know? Yeah, could probably absolutely. Do that. Anyway. Yeah, let's call him up. So one of the big differences I liked about this is how character-driven the entire movie ended up being versus like... Cause I'm not going to sit here and claim that The Walking Dead is not a character-driven show. In fact, well, it's a show, not people a who are stupid like to say that that's why it's a terrible zombie show. And it's like, well, how many seasons are you going to get out of zombies being zombies? There's only so much you got there. Oh, uh, Netflix, uh, oh, if you want to throw like me some money, I will make that show. <laughs> seems like the show is all about people and not about zombies. Yeah, man, the zombies are supposed to... It's always every... They're not good. They're not smart what? zombies. Who the hell I'm is so, saying that I don't want to watch a movie a about a tree that stands there aggressively. Noah is, is not a J.R.R. Tolkien fan. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> but, you know, the, yes, the, the character stuff is very important in that, but... You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't I don't think I've zombie. ever seen any zombie centric media that was actually truly about the zombies and not actually about people. Yeah, that's just no, that's a that's a weird. Complaint. It's a it's weird. It It is a complaint that I heard a lot. I from think people. that the, the reason that that's a complaint, to be fair, OK, um, is that the problem is that at some point in The Walking Dead games and and TV, from what I understand, is that the primary antagonistic force at some point stops being the zombies. The primary oh. sense of danger stops being the zombies and starts being other people. And in a zombie TV show, people feel like the zombies stopped taking as much of the spotlight as a present sense of danger. Oh, okay. I see um, that. Yeah. People were criticizing that from the first season, though. Oh, and that right. was like still very zombie centric. Seemed that way to me for anyway, the three episodes I watched, but whatever. <laughs> uh what do you call zombie land mm, yeah that one's also like character driven but it's a comedy it is a comedy doesn't land the same way yeah, same with Shaun of the dead same with Shaun of the dead which is uh british it is it is but still i um, love Shaun of the dead it's, it's very excited good. to watch 28 days later next oh, one shit yes for, because i haven't seen that before oh really really yeah wow. i know i know i would have thought uh, one either. that's it. why i'm so excited nope I've owned it for the better part of four years now. It's been sitting on my shelf. It's been a long time since I've watched it. It's been a while for I, me as well. I liked it back in the day. Yeah, I think it's good. I'm excited because from what I hear, it's it is good. Um, and this is good. You know, Train to Busan. It is. And as much as uh, I think City of the Dead was fun, I would I would not necessarily maybe say it was good. You know, City is is City mm -hmm. of the Dead a Romero? 
I don't know. Is that not the one that we watched? Oh, are you talking Land of the Dead? I'm talking Land of okay, the Dead. Okay, that is Romero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Land of the Dead, which I'm not going to say is, uh, you know, Romero's first one was a very serious movie. And then as it went on, they got a little bit goofier from what I can see. Uh, I'm not going to pass judgment on that one because when we watched that, that was a long ass time ago and we were both very head empty at the time. So, yeah. So um, maybe it's a little deeper than I remember. I but anyway, is, but... all that saying, I really like this movie. Can I talk about the one zombie piece of media that I'm intimately familiar with that I'd like to compare this to? Sure. It's World War Z. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have seen so it compared to it, actually. The movie World War Z is the least character-driven zombie media I have ever seen. Yeah? It does not focus on the human element at all. It is Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was about to say, that's just because the main character is <laughs> Brad Pitt, right? Like, what are you going to no, do with that? No, because it's it, the main character. So I've read the book as well, um, and the book has a lot of, like, problematic issues. Oh, no. But... When it comes to zombie world building, it is some of my favorite. And that's the thing is the book World War Z is world building, only world building, pure world building. Oh. It is a it is a reporter going from person to person and getting their eyewitness account of how they adapted to their specific areas kind of challenges oh. with the zombie apocalypse. So is it like it's is it like really kind of epistolary then? Yes. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, it's so cool. It's like, it's like, it's written as though it is a transcript of this man's recorded interviews with people. That's fucking cool. Um, That's a nice concept. I like it. so cool. There are some segments that I have stuck with me, like, viscerally. And some, like, just concepts on how zombies would work in certain areas, like in this world, their blood is thicker and more viscous, and the further north they get the everyone ended up moving north because the colder they get the less effective they are uh-huh, right, um, right. so really good zero character building there's a lot of characters but none of them like are really focused on it's more their stories and what they went through that we're learning about um and then in the movie they take the main character the reporter and try to make him an action hero and it sucks uh, <laughs> no, isn't it brad work. pitt yes it's brad pitt hmm. good good job yeah um, <laughs> maybe part of the reason so that doesn't to, work <laughs> So the reason that I like World War Z as a book is because it focuses on my favorite part of the zombie apocalypse, which is everyone realizing what's going on and having to deal with it. And it focuses Mm -hmm. on that from all around the world um, over and over again, just that initial sense of horror from different people's point of view. Um, The movie loses all of that pretty much immediately. Um, So this Train to Busan does basically like what one of the interviews in the World War Z book would do, which is focus on one group of people's interactions with Outbreak Day and how that affected them and the horrors that they had to witness. And that's like, that's what I'm here in this genre for, baby. Yeah. So I <laughs> I like it more than I like stuff that I've seen that's more, um, I don't know, focused on the action, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. I'm not really watching a zombie movie for the action, but maybe I'm crazy. Not that this one's short on action. No, it isn't. It just... But I will say a lot of zombie action is just kind of, it feels played out, you know? Like, it's... It feels like face... It feels PG-13. It's very faceless hordes yeah. that were shooting with machine guns, and it's like teenage boy's Ugh. idea of badass. Yeah, that's no offense, good. but... Yeah, no, no offense, offense if you're a teenage, teenage boy. To any teenage boys that may be listening. Full offense to any teenage <laughs> boys who might be listening. Get fucked, teenage boys. 
Yeah, no, I um, I just don't, I don't, I don't find that appealing very much. Yeah, which is honestly part of the reason that uh, that I enjoy so many movies that do what 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 I really like about this one, which is the the really cramped and like small space of it, the really limited scope of it. Yeah, I, I think that does uh, yeah. an awful lot of heavy lifting and making sure that your zombie media stays good. Nothing against like, mm-hmm. you know, Romero stuff like Day of the Dead has a lot of like massive zombie horde type stuff. And I absolutely love the way that it plays that stuff. But like it does still bring them into more cramped spaces. It makes the violence feel a lot more personal, a lot more visceral, a lot more real. I yeah. I love um this and Shaun of the Dead. I love this about I love short time span. Yes. And knowing where everything is. Mm. I love knowing where everything is because it makes the sense of danger much more heightened to me because you can't just kind of have like, uh, there are a couple things in this movie that I really love because it shows that the world has been moving outside of this train and mm. things have been happening. Yeah. Like specifically, I love every time we get to a city and things have been happening. But I also love at the very end of the movie, um, they're in this train switching yard and this engine that's just on fire just fucking rolls into yeah. the it's station. And it's like, in. shit, dude. Yeah. Like, what, what are you going to do about that? There? It's another but train because- where the same thing was. <laughs> happening but it went just a little bit worse i love that (laughs) (laughs) but i love i love the fact that because we're so contained and we know where everything is it feels like there's very little opportunity for like deus ex machina stuff because we know all the pieces in play for the most part so then when deus ex machina batshit stuff happens Mm. it's so much more interesting because there hasn't been the opportunity for things to just happen through the whole movie Mm mm-hmm yeah, and when it happens, you're kind of like, oh, well, I guess this was inevitable, wasn't it? Yeah. Like that, that, this was bound to happen, I guess. The the sense of rant, like mounting hopelessness through through the whole yeah. movie as well. As as every time that something good seems like it might happen, it doesn't. Yeah. I love it. It's it's relentless. Yeah. Um, you know something? I love Something it. that really, speaking of that train yard scene, actually, something that really stuck out to me the last time that I watched it here Uh the when they stop and the conductor makes that like announcement that he's going to go try and find another working train and put it on the far left track and at the end of the announcement he just says whoever's there please make it over there safely he says that and mm. i realized oh fuck he has really gone this entire drive on this train not knowing what was happening behind him not knowing what was happening to all yeah. of his passengers when he makes that announcement he doesn't know that anyone's going to hear him he doesn't know yeah, if he's because alone. At when this they point. stop at the station, they're just like, conductor, see, this is the incident we were talking about. And it's all the zombies pressed against the window in the one car. Yeah. And he's like seeing it for the first time. He's just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and he then goes the entire rest of the movie until his death, not knowing how many people were surviving from there. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, once car 15 stopped talking to him. He's got nothing. Yeah. I really wanted him to live. He was like one of the only characters that I was like, because I knew that Don Lee's character was definitely going to die. Oh, his wife is pregnant. Of course he's going to die. (laughs) So, but like, I really hoped that the conductor was so minor as a character that I was like, maybe he'll make it. Maybe he'll make it. He's just doing his best. He is. He's really just doing his best. Don Lee really rolled up with his boat, the live forever (laughs) on the day of his retirement. (laughs) I was like, and I have a child on the oh, way. White scarf and all. 
He's so hot. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep <laughs> coming like, back to He has like all the this. best lines in the movie as well. Like, to, hey, jerk, are you coming or not? <laughs> I love- Hey, mm. asshole, listen yeah, to me. Yeah, he's just like, yes, your dynamic. daughter told me you're a funds manager. I guess you're good at leaving people behind, huh? <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> I love that. I love, I, I, two things I love about um, that couple um, of characters- um, the wife, him and his wife. Yeah. I love their dynamic. Mm. I love how she clearly, they love each other so much and she does not take his shit. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. how little she takes his shit. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he hasn't fucking named his child yet. <laughs> um, and- <laughs> uh, I love I think, them so much. I think the movie, he's such a great character. The movie suffers after he dies a bit. Yeah. I think yeah. like it's kind of lost a lot of its heart at that point. Yeah, him and the main character in particular had really great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. It made the I main think, character work better. Yeah. I think I wish they would have recognized that because he dies like halfway through. I have um, a note somewhere there yeah, saying, just... so you're telling me I have to watch 40 more minutes without my favorite character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just too I, he, he should have lasted a bit longer. Yeah, yeah um, Maybe died in like the train yard. Yeah. His um, wife... His yeah. wife becomes, and I, and this is not like I don't think this is the fault of the actress or anything. Um, th- his wife becomes like a non-character after he dies. She bit. was great when he was around, yeah. and she had her own personality, and I thought she worked really well as a character. Um, but she just after kind of baggage he dies, afterwards. They ki- yeah, they kind of backseat her, and we know that like pretty much. But what I like about her, and this is the other thing I was gonna say, is that. She and and Don Lee's character pick up Suan and they're like, okay, your dad sucks. Yeah. And he might not, he might, the, anytime that they don't have eyes on her dad, they're like, okay, we're in charge Yeah, they're of just you. like, well, this is our um, kid now, I guess. Like, And that's yeah, before they, the they, zombie they, stuff starts happening even. Did you catch this? Yeah. He's constantly <laughs> just leaving her unattended. At one point it's with them and that's the point where uh, where he's just like, is that your dad? Like, is he your real dad? And she's like, no, stop that. Don't ask that. And he's like, what? I want to know. I love that. Because he's just such I would have loved if... I would have loved if they gave a little bit more time for him and his wife's perspective. Yeah. And then you see them helping the daughter and all of this other stuff. And then as the movie goes on... Because, like, when you're watching this movie, you clearly know, okay, bad father is the main character... He's going to survive or at least get to the very end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but splitting the point of view characters a bit more mm-hmm. um, to where it was with them as well. And you get this interesting, interesting interplay between not exactly knowing which Ooh. person slash group is going to survive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that either way, the daughter is going to be fine. That's but yeah, kind of who's she going right, to yeah. end up who's with? End up? This is yeah. this is my um, pitch. Okay, okay. Um, I think Suan should have been our more of our focal character with kind of a split POV over the rest of everyone else. And then I think mm-hmm. the point where Cool Dad died, Shit Dad should have died instead, and Cool Dad should have died closer to the end. Yeah. So that we get to see the full playing out of them taking care of her and um, and kind of having the moment that they saw that the dad was neglectful being like, OK, this is basically our kid now. We could have seen that played out a little more. We could have seen um, 
there would have been a very distinct moment of self self sacrifice from the dad who has like cool dad's been self sacrificial and and fucking putting other people before him this whole time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to see one distinct moment where shit dad did that i think would have been really like predictable as a character arc but it's basically what he ended up doing anyway yeah. so that would have been a an equally like impactful moment i think just flipping those two's death scenes would have worked really well for me personally not just because i would have wanted more well right obviously we just Lee, mo- but... we just want more of him in this movie but like <laughs> <laughs> but i do think like on an emotional level that might have worked just as well or better for me yeah i yeah. can see that i feel like you could have even had um the homeless man die where cool dad died mm. and mm-hmm. um and then had one of the others die being crushed by the train. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of moments where they kind of hold on an emotional death um, for self-sacrifice that, um, yeah, basically those three all sort of serve the same function and could have been shuffled as long as one of the dads dies at the end. I think mm-hmm. having um, having uh, dad prime die at the end works, though, because he needs to see two total strangers sacrificing themselves so that his daughter can get away mm, to think, make him realize because I don't think that he is a yeah I don't think that he's got enough of a um, empathy isn't the right word but I don't think that he was actually gonna get there by himself as quickly no no yeah. he not. had not had those two right like say hey you get out of here and then it helping. didn't click until he saw them both do it and yeah. then it's like oh that's the kind of person I need to be. But that's Honestly, a problem for me. Maybe he would have died at the car crushing, at the train car crushing thing, because I don't think he is intentionally self-sacrificial at the end in the way that either of the other two characters yeah, that's, were. That's what I was about he's to say. He's kind of, yeah. yeah, he's at the very end there. He's not doing anything intentionally. He's doing basically what he has to do to protect his daughter, which is what he's always done. I don't think that he, as much as I do believe that he did learn that lesson, like I'm not going to say that oh he didn't learn anything. I don't think that the ending reinforces the fact that he learned his lesson. No, it's kind of more the ending is like it. It, it felt to me like the point where he gets bit is the moment where he learns his lesson because he mm. he kind of goes through that thing where he's like realizing how harmful it's been. You know, he he goes to lock them in the cab of the train and suddenly Sue Ann is like crying about how he's leaving her again and she doesn't want this oh to keep God, happening. Oh my God, that's And like yeah. that's kind of the moment uh, where he realizes the massive, the incomprehensible volume of completely irreparable harm that he has been causing by neglecting her this entire time. But he's only realizing it melodramatically at the exact moment that staying is the worst possible thing he could do. Oh! Uh, so like for that, his arc works, but at the same time, it's like, well, I just, I just, I, I wanted more of the cool guy instead. Yeah. Right. I mean, God, the arc it, works, yeah, but. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. The arc works, yeah. but it doesn't take like a major rewrite. Right. Yeah. Just <laughs> no, to, right. to make it all hit a little <laughs> bit. To make things slightly yeah. better. Yeah. Um, God, her little yeah, hand still gripping very good his movie. sleeve. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, Okay, 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 um, so here's my pitch for when Cool Dad should have died. He makes it okay. all the way through the train yard scene and whatnot, um, 
by like you know punching his way through every zombie that he sees as he gets through the entire movie um and we get to the point where we have that incredible scene of the zombies dragging behind the train and he is the one who gets the zombies to like actually let go and stop dragging behind the train so they can't like get to them but in the course of doing that is when he has to sacrifice himself i think that's when it Mm. really would have hit and then you get the stuff with shit dad and the business guy in the cab and all that stuff right right i think that's good i have an alternate okay okay this is just us trying to find ways to improve this movie the whole episode It's when a we good all said that we already. really liked it's it to literally, begin with. It's literally just ways to keep our favorite character It's just ways to have him more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's this idea? I think um, he should have died in place of the train conductor, where, Ooh. say, the main group gets to the train, they see shitty businessman running up, being chased. It is in character for Cool Dad to jump off to try to help him. Yeah. And then... Um, shitty businessman gets him killed and leaves him behind. I God, cannot that. take shitty businessman being directly responsible for just kind of tossing another one of my favorite Yeah, characters I was about to say to that zombies. would make me oh, yeah. so incredibly angry, but I do think the scene would play out well. <laughs> Jeff and I were talking about this before uh, recording, and that man won two awards for his portrayal of shitty businessman. He did. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he... He deserved this movie won He did a great job. Uh, rightfully. Because God... I cannot, I have not felt this strongly about a movie's character in ages. It's insane mm-hmm. how much that pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, it's been since we watched Lost that I've had this many like negative or positive feelings about a specific character. Was it in Lost? Um, a lot of people. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on <laughs> in that show. Yep, yep. Silly yeah. question. Yeah. But also, like, in a TV think... show, you've got so much more time to build that resentment, whereas this guy right, does it exactly. in two hours. It's incredible. It was so good. <laughs> He's played for... I. What I love, and this is, like, the last thing I'll say on him, is how much it seems like he's going to be played for laughs in certain situations. Um, because I've watched a lot of, um, like, non-Western media where, like, the shitty character is, like... Oh, yeah kind of kind of played for laughs because haha isn't it funny how shitty they are and at first it feels like that specifically in the scene where he throws the steward to like distract the zombies Mm, um that feels almost like comedic in tone how much he's like yeah 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 you should go first like that that feels specifically toned like that but then with each new person that he throws to the wolves it's it gets like more and more sinister until that like like right up to the end where he's just like i'm afraid can you take me back to my mother she's waiting for me yeah ah really good also uh also our boy don lee got nominated for a couple of awards but did not win any for his one of these days he's gonna win an award and i'm gonna if don lee has no fans i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've seen him in anything other than this but i would like to i've seen i saw him in eternals and he was the only like p- character that i liked in eternals i was attached to him uh all the other characters kind of sucked Spoilers for Eternals. He does also kind of get. You did talk a significant period of time about Eternals when you saw it on this show, so we all know how you feel about it. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, his character Gilgamesh gets gets killed pretty early on in a very like similar situation oh, no. where like we are made to care about the character that he is in love with because of his relationship with that or not in love with, but it's like a platonic like sure. really strong friendship between the two. And mm -hmm. we mostly care about her because of how careful he is with her and how much he takes care of her. And then he dies. And the only reason that I cared about Angelina Jolie's character from that moment on was because of him. I was like, no, he died for her. I have to see her live. <laughs> but other than that, um, movies suck. Right, right. Um, but yeah, one day he'll win an award. We're going to get you there, bud. Um, oh, I don't have anything personal. else to say. Yeah. I don't know if it's, anyone else does. Uh, it's, I want to say that shitty businessman, everything he did, what did was rational in a zombie apocalypse, um, except at the end where he started sacrificing people in order to get away. That was shitty uh, of him. Absolutely. Okay. I, I can but see everything most prior of it. to that. I can see most of it. Yeah. Completely I, I, made like sense. Like I said in the synopsis, I cannot see being like, oh, he's infected. Look at his eyes. He's definitely infected just because he's pissed. Yeah, that was clearly just punched him in the being face. a piece of shit, being a dick. But I, I can but see yeah, most of his decisions. Trying to stop them from getting in. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I get that trying point, to stop them from it, getting but... in. And if maybe if I didn't know because I saw his face after he got punched, um, maybe if I didn't know that I would buy that he genuinely believed that they were bitten, but he did not. He was he was super just annoyed that he had been called out for being shitty. Mm -hmm. Um so well did you ever think about his feelings nina <laughs> not even once as a matter of fact <laughs> no i didn't and i, I will continue not. not to think about it <laughs> but I, yeah he does like, say a lot of quick, stuff that does make sense earlier on yeah but here's the thing right real quick before we um before we move on this movie draws a clear line between self-preservation and selfishness mm. and community and standing up for each other and it it really kind of I'm going to be real succinct about this because I don't know a lot about like the background that led to this being the themes of the movie. But there's a clear thing about class and selfishness. And this is a clear allegory to the types of people who will put those below them, even though they're responsible for the circumstances that created this shitty situation in the first place. Yeah. Um main dad and shit businessman are both selfish and they are condemned for that. They both yeah. take what would be rational actions. But if they had gotten their way, a lot of the time, those situations led to the people that they stepped on to get to that place being their ultimate downfall. Um, so meanwhile, the people who had been stepped on put themselves in other harm's way and continue to let themselves be pulled down so that other people can climb over them and get out alive. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of really interesting kind of stuff going on there. So even though I believe that both shit dad and shit businessman behaved rationally when they acted in their own self-interest within the themes of this movie, that's bad. Well, and like so much of their <laughs> being intention, rational is bad. So much because of their this is like, intentions were still like not not with other people's best interests in mind, only their own. Right, like, and it's like that's the idea. I that's kind of a critique on capitalism yeah. because oh, that's absolutely. the argument for why capitalism should work is because if we all, it's this belief that we're all acting within our own self interests, but. That's only a belief that people who are privileged enough to do that and don't rely on the help of others 
can have. Yeah, the whole like Ayn Rand greed is good bullshit. Right, precisely. So I think that that's something mm-hmm. the movie is making a direct absolutely um, critique it's, on, and I think it works really well. It's very much a movie about how a finance bro learns empathy by being forced to carry a little girl around with him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and watching other people pick up the little girl when he puts her down. Yeah, watching other being people like. Oh. like pick the ball up where he drops it every single time and not getting it until the end. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right, that's the like that's the what I'd like to end on before Noah's notes unless anyone else has anything else to say. I say that's a good spot to leave it. Emma? All right. Yeah. That's good. The notes. Okay. It's Noah's notes time. Uh I'm not going to read that first one. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um mm-hmm. I don't know what this is in reference to, but Noah's notes say, get his ass, Suan. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think she was yelling at her dad. Uh, that of might course. be the scene where um, uh, Business Boy is like talking to the. Nope, it's not that. No, it's the, before we get on the train. Oh, before getting on the train. Okay. Yeah, because the note before it says that's the Samsung hang up noise. <laughs> Um, so it, it might have just been her under the covers being like, I can just ride the train myself and you can come pick me yeah. up. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Noah, Noah has a lot of just notes on the Noah says, aha. Oh, no. Businessman. I already know I'm going to hate him. <laughs> I was correct. Yeah, Another roast from Suan. He says, get his ass to get his ass to okay, Suan. She's on a roll. This yeah. is the one that, that I was thinking man. of, which is where the business guy is it, talking about the homeless guy in the bathroom. He points at him to Suan and says, like, if you don't uh, do well in school, you'll end up like him. And she just goes, my mom said that anyone who says that is wrong. <laughs> and he says, yeah, anyone who says that is a bad person. Yeah, and he, piece of shit that he is, says, huh, well, she must have flunked school, too, and walks away laughing. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's, it's one of the funniest lines in the entire movie where he's just like, snot-nosed kid, I'd beat your ass if you're an adult. Your mom's stupid. Yeah, he's just like, well, fuck your mom. <laughs> um, there's a note here that says, um, in quotation marks, people nowadays will riot over anything. And then Noah says, the more things fucking change. And <laughs> yeah, that's the two elderly sisters. She's like, they'll riot over anything. We used to just send them to re-education camps. Yeah. The other sister's like, shut the that's fuck up. That's an incredibly dark <laughs> yeah. joke. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't think it was a joke. <laughs> well, I think it's in They're the old. movie as like a. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, she yeah. wasn't joking when she said it. No, but like Jesus Christ, though. Um, There's a lot of notes on just loving uh, Songhua. That's what half of my notes are as well. I wrote at a couple of points <laughs> that he should have his own theme music. He should. I think that would be a great ad- says- addition to this movie. <laughs> Very quickly in in uh, succession, Noah says, Songhua P. Kimbo, then no longer Himbo, just a big old grumpy guy. Fuck, I love him. A few notes uh, later, Noah says, Songhua telling it like it is. Hedge fund people really are fucking leeches. Yeah. We're not very far into these notes at all. And this one says, please let this be where businessman dies. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know when that was because the next note is, oh, I forgot about the baseball team. I think it's before they got to the... Oh, it's as they pulled into the station where they were told to disembark. Oh, right, right, right. Noah says, um, with Fast Infection, it's just so fun seeing the whole uh, cop wall turned 
And it's like, yeah, that must like because we had heard them talking to the people at that station not that long Just ago. Just a few minutes previous, yeah. And it's like shit went down yeah. really fast. Also, I also love yeah. how once everyone, once a group of people are turned, they just kind of coexist and just they meander just about together. They just mill around together. with each other, yeah. It's but so But also like funny. in that scene, the way we get that reveal, it's where all of our characters are like on an escalator that is feeding them down directly to the crowd of zombies. Oh, Holy so shit. Oh. Um, Noah says... I can already tell this movie is going to make me cry. Immediately after Noah says, if Sangwa dies, I'm going to be real miserable. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Noah says, Sangwa just laying down the guilt now. So you're the bad dad, right? Kind of shit dad. Yeah, you got to be better. <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> He's like, so you aren't around much, huh? Kind of a shit dad, huh? Yeah, that's your job, actually, to support your family and then also be there. So maybe do that. Yeah, or like after they fought through all the train cars full of zombies and they hide in the bathroom and stuff. And he's like, hey, did that feel good seeing your kid again because of me? <laughs> like, wow. All I right. love him so much. Noah says, businessman looking mighty proud of himself standing there automatically. Then <laughs> Noah says, fuck. And then he says, I'm about to be so miserable. I believe that Sangwa got bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noah says to, directly following that, I want businessman dead so bad. <laughs> I then there's the, how am I supposed to watch another 40 minutes of this? Then it's, then there's, I would skin businessman alive right now and feed him his own fucking eyes. Whoa. And I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Even the zombies then, wouldn't have done that later, to him. <laughs> two notes later, Noah says, how is this man alive? I'm so mad in all caps. <laughs> this is the most unhinged I've seen Noah's notes in a while. They've completely devolved. You can tell that he got really emotionally attached to these characters. If, I was incredibly attached I feel attached like to if Noah sees this actor in real life, he's just going to see red. Like, it's going to be like a visceral, like, instinct reaction. No, not even conscious. I'm fine. Noah says, <laughs> Noah says, run, dudes, you got to go. <laughs> um, Noah says, um, uh, of course, this man's a zombie. His last act of selfishness. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he became a zombie Sitting on there purpose. alone in the train, a zombie. <laughs> and then that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Um, Noah's, oh, Noah's last note. Please don't tell me they get gunned down by the military because, like, that's the only way I could see them maintaining a safe city with it, of any sort of outbreak like this. It looks like it's going like, to happen. Yeah, that's for a true. Minute. And I wouldn't blame an American them. zombie movie would have uh, cut to black so that they, we would have been like, oh, it's up to interpretation. Uh, not necessarily, but I mean, that is how the, the 2010 remake of The Crazies ended. Kind of. Not really. A little bit. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stop before this gets messy since Noah's still riding the violence high from shit businessman and I don't want Jeff to get fed their own eyes. Um, <laughs> I wasn't using them. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. That was Noah's Notes and this has been Casual Obsession, the episode about Train to Busan. Uh, next week we're watching 28 Days Later. Yeah. yeah. Are we? Yeah. Next episode it? comes out April 1st. Oh, next. Ooh. Oh, does it really? Does it? Jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, oh, our shit, schedule fuck. got all fucked up. <laughs>
Oh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> next episode is April 1st. Um, That's book. We've That's talked book. about this. Last year was a joke. This year, we're just playing this it straight. This year, it's for serious. Yeah. Uh, we're reading Summer Suns by <laughs> Lee Mandelo. You don't have enough time. It's not that long. You probably could read it if We've you wanted to. We've been talking to. about it for ages now. Um, but yeah, you have. You officially have like two weeks from hearing this to read Summer Suns. Um, I am one chapter in, and I am trying to get two chapters in before I make the, any solid judgments. I am, uh, as of this afternoon, 16 chapters in, which is, I'm, I'm about at like the halfway Ooh. point of the book i think um it the the beginning is very rough yeah this is not grabbing me as instantly as revelator did but revelator played into a lot of things that i personally really really like mm. so um i i think that this is like and there's no way we could have predicted that revelator was going to be such a fucking smash hit for me personally not possible, no. um <laughs> but i am i am excited to get into summer suns and we will watch 28 days later yeah, March and of the Zombies we'll will resume too. after that. And <laughs> yeah, much like Flanuary, the March zombies, of the Zombies does not have a set time yeah, the, frame. It just started in March. The zombies <laughs> have consumed the month of April. It's just happening. April of the Zombies. No, it's still March of the Zombies. They're marching. <laughs> They're marching into April. Exactly, to devour yeah. it. Anyway. Marching we, right onto Twitter, too, where you can follow oh, us at Casual oh. Horror Pod. We don't post much, but we like things sometimes. And by we, I mean yeah. Emma. Emma likes things yeah. sometimes. Emma needs to give one of us, me, the login infos, because I'm always on Twitter and could use yet another account to like things I with. I think we all have it. I, I can do that. Cool. I can do that. Um, we also have a Tumblr at Casual Horror Pod, which is also mostly me. Um, yeah, I need to get myself onto that. that. I, I don't follow it currently if, even. I just... <laughs> if you follow me on Tumblr... Um, at Nina Wolverina with the three instead of the E. If you already follow me there, um, when you follow Casual Obsession, just know that you're going to see a lot of the same stuff because the way that I find content for Casual Obsession is to reblog it myself and tag it so that I remember to reblog it from Casual Obsession later. Um, but with that in mind, that's where you can find me is on Tumblr. And you can also find me on Twitter at Nina Wolverina and on Instagram at the same. I do art and I write book. Find me as Bubba the Bad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D, Twitch, Twitter, Insta, I, and Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Follow me on Letterboxd. I want more Letterboxd people. Maybe I should get on to Letterboxd. It's fun to log I things. I can have another, I like to remember another the form of social media that, that I like I forget to... to use constantly. <laughs> That's the way to go. I like Noah using Letterboxd because he's been using it for a while, and I like watching him leave notes that I know he's going to disagree with in four more years. <laughs> How reviews work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's like a time it's good capsule. old 10-star yeah. Noah. <laughs> I look forward to every 10-star Noah moment that we've ever had on this show. Speaking of, we'll you can you have. can hear about my thoughts on other things when I finally remember to post them on Twitter at Bubba Wubba Dab and on Tumblr at What Is It You Pray For. Hoggers. And I'm Emma, um, also known as Emma Panada. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Emma Panada. Um, I'm also writing a TTRPG called All the Witches. Um, it's coming to Kickstarter um, on Thursday, March 16th. Oh so when God. this episode comes out, it will be live. Um, please support it if you like games about witches or if that interests you. So exciting. Um, it's real exciting and stressful, yeah, but we'll see how it goes. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yeah, thank you everybody so much for listening and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, have a great next couple weeks and we'll see you April 1st. Ooh, this is the part where the Goodbye. new theme music rolls a second time. Bye.